everyone, I'm Diane Danzibrink and a very warm welcome to Menopause, the good, the bad and the downright sweaty. And as ever, I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, the lovely Sophie Claus. Hey Sophie. Hello, hello lovelies. Um, so this week, um, <laughs> Sophie and I have been a little horrified by some of the media attention that has been given to certain products and services aimed mainly at women's pelvic areas. Um, I think it was on Twitter that I first came across this and actually until we met today, you had not seen news of the new vagina spa I had not. coming to London had you <laughs> who'd have thought such a thing would in... imagine that where are you going for the day I'm going to the vagina spa yeah <laughs> um you know sort of so just shocking really but I read earlier in the week and obviously there's been an awful lot now in the news and on social media about this um about a vagina spa coming to the UK, um, supposedly to pluck, buff, and inject your what are perfectly normal nether regions into something otherworldly. So that's actually from the Huffington Post, who have written um, an absolutely brilliant, brilliant piece about this. Uh, a lady called Rachel Moss has written a brilliant piece about this. I love the um, title of it. Which, which is a vagina spa is opening in London and this is where they can shove their vajayshul. <laughs> <laughs> a vajayshul, we now know, is where they exfoliate the skin and remove any bumps and dead skin from around your nether regions. Well, it just begs the question, doesn't it, of why women are being targeted to do this kind of stuff is there a to penis spa? Essentially, what a good question. Is what, there a penis spa? What a good question. Does anyone know the answer to that? Yeah, question, answers on a postcard, please. <laughs> um, so, you know, it does beg a really, you know, sort of it begs a really important question of why women are being made to feel that not their vaginas, but actually the bit you can see is your vulva, um, why it needs plucking, steaming... You look like a plucked ex- chicken. etc. etc. Um, but I think, importantly, it kind of feeds into this idea of... Sexualisation you know, sort of, of women's bodies. Exactly. And women having to be something other than they are. And, of course, we see, you know, kind of absolutely the worst examples of that mm. with very young women going for surgery on their labia because they're concerned that they're generally too big. When actually what we know is that every woman is very different and very unique. Um, But it's just really interesting reading this article because not only has it made the news for things like having your vagina steamed. um, Which apparently steams your vagina with a herbal infusion. Yeah, and I've also heard of people who've actually been burnt um, by doing that. But there's also a 24-carat gold vagina. (laughs) 
And a bikini wax. Um, which just, <laughs> you know, kind of, I mean, seriously, come on. But it is interesting in the fact that um, the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynaecologists have, as you would expect, had quite a lot to say about this. Um, and so one of their spokespeople, um, a lady called Dr. Vanessa McKay, um, has said that gynaecologists don't recommend the treatment, saying it's a myth that the vagina needs extensive cleaning. It's designed to clean itself. The vagina contains good bacteria which are there to protect it. If these bacteria are disturbed, it can lead to infection such as bacterial vaginosis or thrush and inflammation. Um, one of her colleagues goes on later in the piece um, to say that treatment around having any part of your vulva or vagina injected, which is actually one of the treatments that this clinic is supposed to be providing. I'd really like to know how it's licensed, actually. I'd be really interested to know, you know, kind of who's licensing this clinic to be doing that kind of thing. It just sounds brutal. Absolutely, why, it does. Why on earth would you want your vagina injected? Absolutely. And what um, on earth Well, are apparently, you according to the clinic, it stimulates vaginal and clitoral rejuvenation, apparently leading to better orgasms. I would suggest maybe doing things slowly. Maybe like using Might. a vibrator? <laughs> or just maybe slowing it all down a bit could maybe lead to better orgasms. I there wish is... you could all see like my face because <laughs> I just I look like a fish because I just cannot understand why you'd, you'd want your vagina injected, why you'd want to have your vagina steamed. And why you'd want a 24-carat bikini wax. And it just really annoys me that it's always vagina and actually no, none of this ever refers to the vulva, um, which is the bit you can see. It's the correct term. Which makes you concerned about how much the clinics actually know about women's reproductive Well, I think the thing is, I think vagina is the word that gets the press. I think that's, that's the thing. I think if you said vulva, it's like, what? Um, whereas I think, (laughs) whereas I think, you know, kind of vagina is going to get it into the press. Shockingly, you might not be surprised to know that there is no price listed for this injection procedure. Um, but another member of the Royal College of Bobs and Gynae goes on to say that there is no proven evidence or research, um, to suggest that injecting a woman's blood into her clitoris... Oh, my God! I mean, my legs have just crossed even harder. Um, ..would improve her chances of having an orgasm. Um, difficulty having an orgasm can be caused by a number of physical or psychological issues, including not being stimulated sufficiently, worrying about sexual performance, mood disorders such as depression, problems with physical health a lack of knowledge or fear of sex, a previous traumatic sexual experience, problems in a relationship, or the menopause. Well, maybe because their vaginas don't meet the criteria that social media and social expectations are setting, that a woman must be completely bald, tight, looking perfect. But what what is that? Who sets that criteria? That's setting that for... People moving, like younger generations are going to grow up thinking they're not allowed. And this is the problem that, you know, kind of they're growing up 
thinking that they have to meet whatever this expectation is. Mm. And actually, there shouldn't be any expectation. It's very personal. Mm. It should be absolutely... It shouldn't even be about what suits you know kind of your partner it's what suits you what you want what's most important to you how do you feel comfortable and the more this i mean i'm just horrified to be honest can you imagine a a penis spa being opened and a man saying them saying to a man oh come here and we'll inject the tip of your penis no or come here and we'll give you a 24 carat facial steam steam your balls sorry to be graphic but they would cry they would run from but, that clinic you know sort of it it feeds into this whole expectation of women and the fact that to be you have to do all these things to be better in some way shape or form you're not your best and of course that your natural self is your natural exactly which is right and of course it's utter nonsense i think you used the word earlier bollocks bollocks. Um, which is exactly what it is and what gets me is when you speak to men a lot of men that i've spoken to generally say that they much prefer when their partner is makeup free Mm. like just kind of their hair not styled just just natural looking and as themselves yeah and but yet so many women feel that um, or being made to feel mm. like if they dare go out without makeup or yeah. if they dare don't get a bikini wax that they're not quite how they should be or heaven forbid they should have some vulval hair i mean oh my goodness you know kind of call the cops you know it's just absolutely ridiculous um, but I, it really, it does really interest me now talking about, you know, kind of injecting. Now I'm really interested to know if how that licensed. clinic's license. I'm guessing it's opening in London, but who the hell has, you know, kind of who's licensed that? I'd love um, to know. It's the same we'll as... We'll find out. <laughs> but it's also the same as, you know, kind of how are, how is it that, you know, kind of these young women who are going along for surgery you know, kind of to reduce their labia, how is it that, you know, kind of this, this, is, this is being allowed to happen? Mm. Um, and of course, you rightly pointed it out earlier, this is down to kind of social media pressure. Mm. Um, that you have to look a certain way. And I think, obviously, there's been... Um, you have a lady called Erica Lust mm. who makes... Um, she makes pornography. Right. Um, but she does it in a way that actually shows women and men as they are in okay. a really healthy relationship. Okay. So she's yeah. trying to change how it's been in the last few years. Okay. But I think it's things like pornography mm. or lads mags and stuff oh like that goodness. that have women looking a certain way. But it's also the access to it, isn't it? It's the access to it. It's the way that social media is now. It's, yeah. It could be very sexual and something. And it's making yeah. so many women, especially young women, feel like if they don't look they're a certain way, they're not, they're not enough. They're yeah. not attractive. Yeah. And actually, um, I mean, I would recommend looking at Erica. She's got an Instagram account and right. she, it's beautiful what mm. she does. Mm. I mean, I, I'm not personally watched any of it. I'd just like to add. But she put in there quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, this was actually recommended to me at, um, was it, I think it was the Meg's Menopause Conference. Right. The Erica Lust. Because it's a woman single-handedly trying to change the way that sex is represented in the in the media. Right. Okay. And you know it, it's it's kind of come to the time now where it needs to stop that yeah. women are constantly 
sexualized mm. and and constantly made to, feel made to feel less inferior like yeah. worried about how they look yeah um and also men's or younger lads especially i'd say their expectations of how a woman needs to look should yeah. also be changed yeah and essentially who the hell should be able to say nobody no nobody should be able to say because if the, the woman, woman feels stunning fine however she is that's enough yeah. Simple as. It's, it's, you know, for me, it's not up for discussion. We'd love to know your thoughts. We would love to. If you would attend a vagina spa or if you've, <laughs> if you've previously attended one, because I believe it's already in America. New York, I think. Ah, uh, New York. Yes. So I think um, do York. let us know on hello menopause podcast at hotmail.com. So then the it's second thing song. that came up yes. was you go the, so. I'd say the normalization of urinary issues and pelvic floor problems Mm. um in the last week we've seen two companies um produce adverts which are basically implying that it's okay for women to leak urine um and that it's normal and they're just kind of i think it's a bit of a money-making ploy oh i think it's a lot of a (laughs) (laughs) money-making um And I think it's not highlighting that actually if a woman is leaking urine when she sneezes, runs, coughs, um, laughs lots, that they should seek out a pelvic floor specialist. Yeah, I would also say the same for a man. Yeah, Um, Yeah, it does impact men too. I I mean, again, it's always very focused on women. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that has... I mean, menopausal women have been targeted, you know, kind of quite a lot. Mm. Um, and you know, I know we've spoken before, we've mentioned about Jane Lewis and the book that she's written, um, Me and, and My Menopausal Vagina. Yeah. It's a brilliant book. And how that, you know, sort of explains that it absolutely isn't normal. Um, but I think what's kind of really, um, struck a nerve with this new ad is that it's actually much younger women um, and it's sort of implying that if you're leaking after you've had your baby, um, you know, sort of the way that a lot of people took that was the implication is that it's okay. And I think it's the Royal College of Nursing who actually took it up with the Advertising Standards Authority um, because they were pretty horrified by it. Because they criticised them for not highlighting to mothers that treatment is available. Mm. Um, and kind of just making it seem like it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's not. I think anyone that suffers from like, pelvic floor issues, I I suffer from urinary urgency, and it really does make a difference. Mm. Um, it, it impacts car journeys, like trying to plan where you can stop to go to the toilet. Yeah, I've actually now got a bladder card that right. I can flash, um, in a restaurant and yeah. say, you know, I need to use your toilet. Um, for me, it can impact your working life mm. because you. If I'm going to a really large conference, yeah. I always plan where I sit at the end of an aisle towards the back, even though it means I usually can't see a thing, um, so that I have easy access to the toilet and yeah. don't stand in front of people or get people looking at me. Um, and the fact that they're now kind of targeting younger women means that they could just wear the pads instead of actually knowing that from attending, on average, just six physiotherapy appointments, mm-hmm. a pelvic floor physio, mm-hmm. that they could actually stop having 
leaks. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, um, so I don't know if anybody's heard of her, but there is a fabulous woman, a lady called Elaine Miller, um, who you can find under Gussie Grips. Um, and she does, she's actually, I believe, at the Edinburgh Festival this week doing her show all about pelvic health. Um, and I believe that she, certainly in the past, uh, she dresses up in the most fabulous vulva costume at some point in it. But Elaine is a pelvic health physio. She's a women's health physio, men's health physio. And she does actually make, you know, kind of really good points around getting, again, we come back to the same thing, getting the right information so that you can get access to one of these people. And as you just said, you know, six sessions. To make um, all the difference. Yeah. I mean, I think she said she... I think on, she was on the radio the other day, um, and she was saying that she'd seen... Sometimes she sees people who have been incontinent for, like, 20 years or more. And, you know, kind of... She said there are... You know, kind of, you can help them. Um, and as I say, not just women, but men too. Um, so... I think, again, you know, it comes down to this idea of it's not okay to commercialise this and, you know, basically create something that is a sticking plaster when what we need is we need a permanent solution. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying that they might not be helpful for some people sometimes, but to try to imply that it is the solution... Um, and that it's own, the only solution. Yeah, I think the Royal College of Nurses did a, did a really great thing by, by highlighting that and getting into the media, you know, kind of a little bit of we or oops moments are not normal. Um, and there are some really, you know, kind of proactive things you can do about it. Um, the other thing to say is particularly um, women who have um, been breastfeeding they can really struggle with sort of vaginal symptoms, um, lack of estrogen, as is the case within menopause. So if you're struggling with those and or um, those urinary symptoms, certainly worth talking to your doctor. Oh, I'm going to cough. <coughs> Sorry, people. Um, certainly worth talking to your doctor about some vaginal estrogen. And there's some very good information out there that you can access there's a brilliant book called The Pelvic Floor Bible, written by Jane Simpson, who is a continent specialist. Um, that's definitely well worth a read, with lots of interesting information that you can refer to. Um, and also, to see a pelvic floor specialist, you can request to see one through your GP, um, or there, is, there are quite a few out there that you can go and visit and just talk to them through what's, what's going on, and they can... Like we said, just even after six sessions, you may feel a difference. Um, but Diane's, Diane's back. She was having a, a coughing fit, bless her. <laughs> She's crying now. But we are hoping at some point to have the lovely Jane Lewis. <laughs> are you okay? Yes, it's fine. Jane Lewis, um, come and speak with us, um, who is an expert in all things. All things vulva and vagina. Yes. Um, um, I'd love to hear Jane's view on the vagina spa. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and on the oops moments um jane's book is a great read it if is nobody's read it 
You can buy Jane's book, the um, Me and My Menopausal Vagina, on Amazon. Can't you? It's on, yep, on Amazon. Just on Amazon now. She was, I think she was selling it sort of through her own website for a while. But yeah, definitely. It's got some, um, some great quotes on the back of Jane's book to encourage you to go and have a look at it. So it's uh, so one from the lovely Diane, actually. If you have a vagina, know or love somebody with a vagina, you need to read this. This extraordinary, outstanding book is refreshingly candid and one of a kind. It is the sort of book you will buy extra copies of to give to your daughters and sisters and your friends. And an amazing piece of work. Every woman on the planet should read it. That's Dr Louise Newson. Um, I think the key message here is if you are struggling with pelvic floor issues and leaking urine then you're not alone there's help and out there, there is help out there and you don't have to just grin and bear it yeah and I think the thing with sort of women's health physios pelvic floor um, pelvic health physios is oh it's going again um sometimes you can access those via GP sometimes you can access them privately but always worth asking your GP if you can be referred mm-hmm so lovelies we really hope that that has been a little short sweet whiz through what's been going on in the world of pelvic health over the last week (laughs) but that we've also given you a few sort of options for where you could go what you could read etc um i think certainly you can find elaine on um Twitter and also I think did what was the website so pelvic and um, pelvic raw is a really raw. good website yeah. um, with lots of information on so yeah so there's hopefully we've signposted you in the right direction if you have any comments or feedback for us you can contact me at menopausesupport.co.uk um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as Diane Danzibrink. So, how do they contact us via for the via email podcast? for our podcast is hello menopause podcast at hotmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at the menopause podcast. As always, we hope you have a great week. I've stopped coughing now. So. <laughs> Diane's choking fit has stopped. <laughs> so, yeah, as Soph says, have a great week and we'll be back soon with another podcast. Thank you for listening. Take care. Bye.